impeachment. So the impeachment. So the impeachment hearings are going on today, and our plan is to bring you highlights as they happen. And uh, Hanson has been uh, tasked with one job today. Our executive producer, watch all the impeachment hearings and bring us any of the good stuff. Oh, I'm watching it on TV right now. Look at that! Look at that! Witnesses looking so dignified. That are Adam Schiff with his neck so thin. Jim Jordan looking like he just told a guy, let's step outside and talk about this. The Republicans <laughs> ass-kicking lead bulldog. So Jim Jordan, the guy who doesn't wear a suit jacket, right. uh, the, the the wrestling coach. Oh, uh, look at the chin. Look how square it is. Um, when he's talking, I think I want to I hear the audio because it's yeah. almost impossible that that won't be entertaining. But we'll bring you the highlights through the day. With the main the main crux of the whole thing to me being... IMO, in my opinion. Trump did try to strong arm a foreign leader to get political dirt on an opponent. Um, Yeah, to get dirt. Yeah, yeah, to indict Biden and his boy. I think make that, portray them as corrupt, which I believe them to be. I think that's I think that's what he was uh, trying to do. So that's that's what's on Hunter. The, you're a loser. I think the the Democrats have that on their side of the ledger. Sure. The, what the Republicans have on their side of the ledger is look, they got the aid, and nobody dug up the dirt. There wasn't the quid or the quid pro quo. There wasn't the quid pro quo, quo or the pro. None of those things. No quid. No quo. Right. So that's what you got on the other side. So to me, it's kind of like if uh, if 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 a woman. Yes, we already have a parliamentary inquiry interruption. Yes, like two yes, minutes go to it live. Go to it live. <laughs> Seriously, let's hear it. Uh, in turn, we expect and will uh, insist on decorum in the committee. Oh, As chairman, I'll take all necessary and appropriate steps to maintain order and ensure the committee is run in accordance with House Rules and House Resolution 660. Is with that, I now recognize myself to give an opening statement to the, the impeachment inquiry. All right. Well, that was fun, wasn't See, it? See, the impeachment rule is 660, huh? Number of the devil? Is that surprising? Oh, oh boy. Well, it's close. Um, We're rounding down. So as I say, okay, so like if you got a marriage going on here, yes. and let, we'll, we'll use the woman in this example because I usually use the man, but the woman in this case, she uh, she asks a guy for an affair, mm. but they never have the affair. That doesn't. That never. It never actually happens. But right. you know that she asked. On the phone, yes, she said we could meet at a hotel. Right. Okay. So there we are. How big a crime would that be in your marriage? I mean, it's not. It's well, not that's good. That's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. It's not good. You'd be pretty unhappy about it. You'd say you shouldn't do that. Yeah. That's not good. Got to get counseling. She didn't have an affair. Right. So is it an she never, impeachable? She never slept uh, with another person. Is I it mean, a it's, divorceable? <laughs> it's not. It's not for a lot of people. You know, a red line, the red line of. So you think Trump and the uh, Ukrainian president just ought to go to counseling and <laughs> I don't maybe know. cry a little bit or I what? Know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. But to me, that, that that's the clear uh, what you got on both sides. Look, they got the aid. They got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is I think, and I've thought this for a long time. If square-jawed, uh, unbejacketed, uh, his name's just flitted, uh, Jordan, um, were to, in his time, because he's going to get quite a bit of time, um, if he were to say, look, Trump thinks out loud, he's obsessed with people who attack him, and then Rudy went off doing God knows what Rudy did, nothing came of any of it, 
And 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 uh, Mick Mulvaney, the current guy, is trying to get Trump to think out loud less. Now, if you think he ought to boot him out of office, not even a year early before the election, go ahead and vote for that. If you don't vote against it, we're through here. But the, so, but so that strategy. I think the problem with that strategy is, if I understand what you're saying, that strategy is saying, yeah, he did it, but. Should you boot somebody out for that? I don't think you should. Right. The problem with that is, and this is what uh, Jonah Goldberg's been arguing in his uh, his uh, journalistic outfit, um, is the president keeps hanging on to, I didn't do that. It was a perfect phone call. I didn't do any of that. If you have your supporters out there saying, yes, he did do that, mm-hmm. but it's not impeachable, right. that looks pretty weird. It does. Yeah, it does. If he would get on board with the, yeah, I did that, I probably shouldn't have, I think he'd be okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's funny. We've we brought this up through the years. Various scandals, foreign and domestic. The whole deny, 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 even when nobody's buying it thing. It still has a purpose, yeah. I guess. Once you give in at all. Is, does it keep your hardest core 20% in place, or I don't even know. I'm not even sure why you bother. Um, but I, I remain convinced this is all going to come to nothing. Okay, getting back it's to gonna the... It's going to be Mueller report-esque. The deny, the deny, getting back to the marriage thing, because I actually knew when I was way too involved in uh, in other people's uh, you know lives going on at work, when everybody would get together and talk, and I was part of that group. Mm. I remember a, a couple in which one woman was having an affair... And uh, another woman told her, deny, deny, deny. Just keep denying no matter what. No matter what happens, keep denying when her husband caught on to it. Wow. Right. This is ugly and not That's cool ugly. and untoward and all, all kinds of things. Yes. But to the, to the couple that I, that I give an example, if the woman, he, 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 he's got a fair amount of information about uh, she, she asked some other guy for an affair or whatever like that. But she's denying it. She's denying it. She's denying it. There'd still be a glimmer of doubt, right, in his yes, mind, no matter probably, what. Probably, yeah. If she comes, if she comes and says, "Yes, I did do that," well, now you're into a completely different territory. I guess that's why you deny, deny, deny. Yeah. That's why the president's doing that. Still really corrosive, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah. the corrosive thing already mm-hmm. happened, though. Mm-hmm. So now you got to deal with how you're going to manage it. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's kind of weird to have the Republicans out making a, a different argument than the president is. I agree. Well, maybe that'll work. I don't know. I agree, although it's not that weird because the guy who allegedly committed the offense is is still denying it, and his allies are saying, look, I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm just <laughs> saying he shouldn't go to jail for the rest of his life. I think Erdogan, because uh, Trump and Erdogan from Turkey are going to do a press conference today. Yeah. I think Erdogan should say when he's up there, hey, if you give me another tank, I'll investigate Joe Biden. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's not funny at all. That's a, a serious geopolitical uh, hotspot. Uh, Michael, we probably ought to play the, the clip I asked you for, just, you know, since the Adam Schiff is clearly, clearly running a monkey court. Will, will the gentleman Don't yield? Be, no, I will not yield to this monkey court or whatever this thing this is. This is not a monkey court. <laughs> this is not a monkey court. <laughs> so on a scale of 1 to 10, Hanson, then we'll move on. Scale of 1 to 10, how good have the hearings been so far as you are monitoring them entirely? Scale of one to ten. He's giving him a two. <laughs> two. Oh, maybe maybe a one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I thought oh. he was doing the Nixon thing there for a second. <laughs> They're a two. <laughs> you know, Adam Schiff's a, a, a little Nixonian looking guy. He he looks a little like Dick Nixon. He actually does. Uh, we do have got a l- the smallest thinnest neck I've ever seen. Yeah. 
Uh, we mentioned this last hour. It could be the day in uh, Hong Kong where it all comes to uh, a head. And we got some more information on that, among other things, to throw your way. Are there signs that the Chinese are on the move or, or what? I mean, uh, yeah, a yeah. statement has been made that is not uh, de-escalating. Ah, so uh, stay tuned for that, among other things coming up and highlights from the hearing. If anything happens, you will hear it on the Armstrong and Getty show. hearing inquiry testimony is underway uh, on a scale of one to ten how interesting has it been so far now Hanson would you give it a number you gave it a two earlier now barely a two maybe a one and a half oh it's going the wrong way which is kind of interesting given the fact that I'd heard that Schiff had structured it to try to have the first hour be fast moving and action packed knowing that most people would only watch some of the first hour, that they'd really want to get to the damaging testimony. Apparently that hasn't happened yet. Well, they're doing the opening statements, which are always dreadful. But I he, mean, especially now because it's all been heard before. But he could do this however the hell he wants, from what I understand. He's the chair of the committee. And now um, the Republican Nunes is going to give his opening statement, but I don't know. You know whatever. Do whatever they want. Uh, we'll bring you highlights if there are any. That's our promise to you. Right. So this is uh, a story of great import for Cal Unicornians, uh, but people around the country might be interested in this because this is how politics works. The Washington Post, with a great piece, uh, the best I've read so far, about the governor of Cal Unicornia, uh, Gavin Newsom, who has been barking angrily at the world's, uh, the uh, country's largest utility, PG&E, which burns down forests and people and houses through their negligence with the full cooperation and supervision of the government of the state. And turns off the electricity when it's windy. That's that's right. why it's such a big story now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the headline is PG&E helped fund the careers of California governor and his wife. Now he accuses the utility of corporate greed. This is in the Washington Post. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, and the L.A. Times has done some pretty good reporting on this as well and a couple other people, but this is really good and really thorough. Pretty, pretty, phony, phony Gavin Newsom, I'll go to the text now, has accused his state's largest utility company of mismanaging funds he said it should have used to upgrade an aging electrical grid prone to deadly wildfires. But over the past two decades, Newsom and his wife have accepted more than $700,000 from the Pacific Gas and Electric Company, its foundation, and its employees, as the utility has supported his political campaigns, his ballot initiatives, his inauguration festivities, and his wife's foundation, including her film project. $700,000. And the always hilarious that it works as well as it does giving money to the spouse. So she's got a charity, a uh, foundation, and they give money to that, including her film? Yeah, she's a documentary filmmaker. Fantastic. Her, well, her, so her am I if is... I declare I am right now, right. and you gave me a bunch of money, and I'll make a movie. <laughs> whoop de doo <laughs> But you gave me a bunch of money. Right. Wow, that's something. Oh, it gets even better than that. The governor has slammed PG&E for paying bonuses to executives and cash dividends to his investors instead of spending more on infrastructure upgrades that could have prevented the fires. As it relates to PG&E, 
It's about dog-eat-dog capitalism meeting climate change, Newsom said at a news conference last month. So those evil capitalists PG&E. Right. It's about corporate greed meeting climate change. It's about decades of mismanagement. It's about focusing on shareholders and dividends over you and members of the public. Keeping in mind that, well, you know what? I could. What clearly happened there was things got so bad PR-wise that he and PG&E got together and said, look, I got to throw you guys under the bus. I got to look really tough on you. And they said, oh, okay, it's fine. Right, right. We get it. So I'm going to have to skip ahead and skip back. Um, $700,000. That's a ton of money. It's about focusing on shareholders and dividends over members of the public. Well, keep in mind that, let's see, I'm scrolling down to this. The Public Utilities Commission has, oh, it's so long. This is why I print articles out, because it's easier to find it. I tell you what, we'll get back to that. All of that stuff he mentioned, though, in that statement, the, what they, what their uh, dividends are, what they spend, what they don't spend, uh, shareholders, etc. All of that is approved specifically to the dime by the Public Utilities Commission, so run they don't by the to... government of California, which Gavin Newsom runs and has been part of for years and years. So all the things they've done that he's complaining about, they're not allowed to do without approval from right. the government, right? Which he obviously was aware of, right? I will not That's forgive so them. That's so hilarious, and it's working, by the way. It is working. Oh, yeah. Most yeah. people are completely unaware of this. Yeah, partly because the media is mostly 24-year-olds in the newsroom who have no knowledge of anything about anything. They don't know how the government works, and they just reprint the PG&E uh, uh, press release. But anyway, he says, I will not forgive them for not making the kind of investments in their equipment, hardening and undergrounding and anticipating this new reality of global warming, of which they had plenty of time to anticipate. I will not forgive them. Records show PG&E has spent at least $227,000 on Newsom's political campaigns and committees, supporting uh, them over his two decades in office, helping to fund his rise from San Francisco mayor to one of the country's most influential Democratic leaders. PG&E employees, yeah, they, well, we won't get stuck on that, but have spent an additional $70,000 on his campaigns through their political action committee arm that they ask you to donate to. The company gave $25,000 for his mayoral inaugural cost, $25,000 to city ballot measures he supported. And between 2011 and 2018, having maxed out on those contributions, the utilities philanthropic arm was looking around at the very best charities in the state, the best charities in America. And what they gave was $358,000 to the Representation Project, a nonprofit group founded by the governor's wife. Wow, so the, $360,000. I didn't catch this when you talked about it yesterday. So the vast majority of the money they've given, the biggest chunk is to his wife and the charity. The biggest single chunk. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that's the whole Clinton Foundation model. That's yeah, the. It's, that's what that is. Right, exactly. You enrich the family. Gavin says, listen, you've maxed down on what you can give me. Uh, my wife's foundation could use a little help, so they scrape up $360,000 for that, because that's the best charity in the world. There's Pete. no limit to how much money you can give to a charity, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. That they, you know, we've got, we've got $350,000 to give away to charity. Who do we choose? Hmm, Gavin Newsom's wife. Right. I mean, give me a break. Gets but, even again, better. It works. They also gave $10,000 to a charity led by his sister. Oh, hey, now. Boy, his sister and his wife both running the best charities in California. Yeah, it's fantastic. And and I absolutely love PG&E's uh, statement about um, 
God, I would be embarrassed if I were him. I would have said to PG&E, that's too much. You can't give that much money to my wife's charity and then give money to my sister's charity, too. Somebody's going to catch on. I mean, that's just too much. No, it's not. Federal judge asked PG&E to explain why its political spending was more important than replacing or repairing the aging transmission lines in the wake of the horrifying deadly fires. Uh, The company said, well, we need to make uh, the concerns of our employees, customers, and shareholders known to policymakers. And I quote, like many individuals and businesses, PG&E participates in the the political process. Uh, Highest standards of public disclosure, etc. God, that is just amazing. And if you're not hip to the whole thing, once money is given to a charity, there are no rules on that. You can be as bad with your money as a charity if you want. You can spend the money on, you could decide you need to have a car, and they pay for your car, or hotel rooms, or travel, or trips, or whatever. Sure. One of the few remaining reporters in Corruptifornia asked him at a press conference, the PG&E money that's pouring all over you, uh, what's the deal with that? If the suggestion is that somehow I am influenced that by that, you're wrong. Hilarious. Yeah, I know. He's like a stand-up comedian with this act. Yeah, I know. It's absolutely fantastic. God, we should we have we linked that at ArmstrongandGetty.com because people need to be aware of that. Yeah, I think we have, and and we'll 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 feature it, and we've tweeted it out uh, as well. Marshall has got any highlights from the hearings? Do you, there are no highlights. There are no highlights. <laughs> the impeachment hearings are going on, and the latest on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. What we will witness today is a televised theatrical performance staged by the Democrats. Ambassador Taylor and Mr. Kent, I'd like to welcome you here. I'd like to congratulate you for passing the Democrat Star Chamber auditions held for the last weeks in the basement of the Capitol. It seems you agreed, witting or unwittingly, to participate in a drama. But the main performance, the Russia hoax, has ended, and you've been cast in the low-rent Ukrainian sequel oh you know i i read Ooh. that i read that in print and i thought that's pretty good yeah. it wasn't delivered in the most uh exciting way but you know he's not a trained thespian and right. and is that our standard that's representative <laughs> nunez the yeah. the republican chair who and is a as he also brought up for some reason oh. we should also forget about them trying to obtain nude pictures of trump from russian pranksters who pretended to be Ukrainian officials. There you go. Sure. Yeah. New yeah. pictures. What about that? <laughs> it's on the it's in the official record now. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Jim Jordan's getting ready to talk. Maybe we'll take a little of him when we do oh, our dip in. Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah, both fists all balled up. He's ready to throw dogs. How about a little news with Marsha Phillips? Well, indeed, the hearings have begun. Democrat Adam Schiff opening them up. This is the first in a series of public hearings the committee will be holding as part of the House's impeachment inquiry. As you can tell, electrifying opening statement there. Ranking GOP member, though. Again, beautiful branding. An impeachment inquiry. It's not an inquiry into Ukraine or Ukraine policy or anything like that. Because that sounds dull. Although that is what they're doing. They're calling it the impeachment inquiry to appease their base. Meanwhile, the ranking GOP member, Devin Nunez, in his opening statement also was saying... But anyone familiar with the Democrats' scorched earth war against President Trump would not be surprised to see all the typical signs that this is a carefully orchestrated media smear campaign. 
There you go. Yeah, even if I had completely 100% legitimate dirt on a president, I still would carefully orchestrate it so that I would win my, you know, this, of course it's carefully orchestrated. It's like yeah. when they say Trump's hand-picked. Yes, he hand-picked them. Right, <laughs> his hand-picked judicial nominees. <laughs> yes. But it's 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 spin. It's competing editorials now. Right. And, right. and the American people, I have a feeling, will yawn their way through to the disappointment of all. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is ruling out another run for president, at least for now. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, uh, yeah this, this is something here. A former Secretary of State explaining her position during an interview with the BBC. Never, never, never say never. And I will certainly tell you I'm under enormous pressure from many, many, many people to think about it. But as of this moment, sitting here in this studio talking to you, that is absolutely not in my plans. I've listened to the Clintons yeah. for enough of my life to know what that means. <laughs> never say never, and as of this moment, I have no plans, but many people are asking me. That's someone that's seriously considering yeah. getting in. Right, right. And, way, I mean, and has you... her people exploring it aggressively. It, the only the only explanation I could have for why she would do that if she's not thinking about running is she just wants more people to book her for interviews and she's selling a book that's the only thing because if she says no absolutely i guarantee you on my across my heart hope to die i am not now or ever will run for president i have no interest i'm done with politics she doesn't get as many gigs from here on out she's not as interesting a booking right so possible well yeah i mean that's possible but many people are asking me to run well i'm never gonna say never but as of this moment i mean that's classic you're planning to run well yeah absolutely it is well in in the the field right now seems to be spinning its wheels more or less and she won the popular vote a couple of years ago you think hillary flippin clinton is gonna let 37 year old mayor from indiana become president of the united states if she if she thinks that He's on track. I tell you what, if if uh, he hears the pitter pat of sensible flats approaching him from behind at night, I'd run. <laughs> one what? of one of the other big stories in D.C. today that is kind of on the back burner because of the impeachment hearings: Donald Trump meeting with the Turkish president Erdogan. They are going to be sitting down to talk about a number of key points of conflict. They've got strains stemming from Turkey's attacks on Syrian Kurds and the country's purchase of an air defense system from Russia. Some U.S. lawmakers say Erdogan's crackdown on political opponents is another reason Trump shouldn't meet with him, but Trump says Turkey has been a critical ally for decades, and after their meetings today, they are going to be holding a press conference. They'll both be taking questions. I hope Erdogan doesn't send any of his goons to attack our reporters. Or protesters, right. like happened, what was that, about a year ago, year and a half ago? Yeah, about that. Brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Google is getting ready to move into the consumer banking business. Yes, the Wall oh, Street Journal is reporting the search giant will be offering checking accounts as of next year. The newspaper claims the accounts will be run by Citigroup and Stanford Federal Credit Union. Big tech companies have been trying to get into personal finance, and Google is making a big move. Didn't get to it during Mailbag earlier in the show, but we got a nice note from Cole, who's uh, joining the movement to get people to stop saying, I'm going to Google it. Say, look it up. Stop endorsing Google and uh, and using them interchangeably with information. Do anything you can to weaken the evil behemoth. Now, I do have this important update on the battle against the feathered menace. 
State wildlife workers say they will soon begin rounding up all of the wild turkeys that have been terrorizing a New Jersey senior living community. Finally, a rafter of about 60 turkeys have been attacking the seniors as they try to get into their homes and their cars. I can't get out of my door. Sometimes I can't get out of my car. Um, They go to attack you. Have they attacked anybody? They went to attack her. She just said it. Has anybody actually been attacked? Well, apparently, uh, some of the turkeys have tried to bite the people. Try? Have they bitten anybody? See, I that's what I'm trying to get to. Has anybody actually been attacked or bitten, or is it just the possibility that it could occur? I think, I, I'll tell you what, seeing as I've had a number of confrontations with these beasts in the past, <laughs> in I, which what occurred? <laughs> they advanced on me advanced. menacingly. Right, yes. menacingly! Yeah. They're, they're Very aggressive. Beaks, their beaks clacking oh, in the breeze. Oh, sharp teeth. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, they are dinosaur-looking things, man. They are the closest thing to dinosaurs we have, wild turkeys. Yeah. They're They're just little velociraptors. They're ugly birds. I saw one here at the Radio Ranch just yesterday. It was out wandering around. Uh, I walked right by it, and nothing happened. (laughs) I probably have, I don't know, various times 50, 70 in my field. Really? Yeah. Have they attacked any of your other animals? No, I don't know of anybody having been harmed by any of these turkeys. I call for a dip in, a dip into the hearing. Let's hear it. All right, bring it. Bring it, Mr. Chairman. Do you you anticipate when we would vote on that? What purpose does Mr. Jordan seek recognition? Just to ask a a clarifying question: Do you anticipate when we might vote on Hmm. the ability to have the whistleblower in front of us? Something you. Of the 435 members of Congress, you are the only member who knows who that individual is, and your staff is the only staff of any member of Congress who's had a chance to talk with that individual. We would like that opportunity. When might that happen in this proceeding today? First, as the gentleman knows, that's a false statement. I do not know the identity of the whistleblower, and I'm determined to make sure that identity is protected. <laughs> okay. But as I said, you know the whistleblower. Oh, that's hilarious. As the gentleman go. knows, I do not know the the identity of the that whistleblower. Was quite something. The identity of the whistleblower is everywhere. Oh yeah, it's so absolutely what's his everywhere. name, Chicaroni or whatever his name is. And yeah. Nobody cares. It's just hilarious how the whistleblower was inflated to be this white horse riding sage from the east, this this paragon of goodness and virtue who. Must be heard from, and his words are like those of the gospel. Uh, and then the Democrats promoted him like that for a while. But then other stuff happened, and turns out he's in touch with Schiff's uh, staff and his yeah. lawyers and activists. And, and so the bloom went I off his rose. I don't think you just heard what Adam Schiff said. He has no idea who the whistleblower oh, is. Oh, please. It's hilarious. And then um, and now the Republicans want to drag him out because they figure, well, yeah, yeah, his uh, testimony is no longer relevant because everybody's either corroborated or not the gossip he heard. But they want to drag him through the mud yeah. and kick him a few times. Yeah. So, I mean, the, it's been <laughs> phony on both ends. Drag him through the mud and kick him a few times. Well, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I'm enjoying it's, it's all posture. I'm enjoying the whole everybody pretending the whistleblower thing. Like Rand Paul the other day said, I know who it is, but I, I could say it on the air legally, but I'm not going to. Right. And all the media outlets have not reported it, even though they all say we know who it is. Because mm-hmm. they don't want to, if something, if the, if the guy would get hurt. Yeah, if somebody would hurt him, they don't want to be blamed for outing a whistleblower. Although now they are, I've seen this. There are major news outlets that are saying it's being wild, widely reported that the whistleblower is Joe Jones. Uh, Fox News or the Washington Post or the New York Times cannot confirm the identity of the whistleblower, but they just published it. 
What a bunch of weasels. They're publishing that other people are publishing it, but we're not publishing it. So another check-in here with Hanson, our executive producer. You've been watching every moment of the hearings now on a scale of 1 to 10. How exciting are they? When we last checked in, you said a 1.5. They're, they're up to a 7. Oh. So they've gotten better. Well, maybe we'll hit you with some highlights when we come back, something that's actually interesting that has happened. You'd say it's gotten better, Sean, as you're listening? Uh, from what I, yeah, well, the witnesses are starting to talk, and, okay. and there's a lot more interrupting going on, which is really what I'm here for. <laughs> right. <laughs> the lack of decorum is oh, what yeah. brings me in the door. I'm not sure you're taking this seriously. So we'll bring you some highlights next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So impeachment inquiry hearings thingies are going on uh, right now. And you've got this guy, George Kent, who's the deputy assistant secretary of state, who was on the phone call, who's testifying right now. He not only wears a bow tie, but a very large bow tie, almost cartoonishly large bow tie. Which I'm a fan of. Like he's in some sort of comedy troupe in the 30s. But he's a very serious man. And how about we dip into just a little bit of that and uh, we'll listen to it as long as it's interesting. I would like to conclude my opening remarks with an observation about some of my fellow public servants who have come under personal attacks. Ambassador Yovanovitch, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, and Dr. Hill, at least one of whom is going to appear before this body in the coming days. Masha, Alex, and Fiona were born abroad before their families or they themselves personally chose to immigrate to the United States. They all made the professional choice to serve the United States as public officials. Okay, he's going to stand up for his uh, co-workers. The reason I want to jump in here because I think he's about to take questions. Right. And I think there's some belief that that might be entertaining. What do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah, it could be. I'm sorry, I'm preoccupied by the previous thing he said, which reinforces the point I've made a couple of times that Trump made the mistake and perhaps the fatal mistake of trusting Rudy Giuliani, who's ooching around in Ukraine up to absolutely no good and then had Trump's ear. And so would convince Trump he ought to do various things like fire that ambassador that were only serving Rudy's clients who were Ukrainian oligarchs. Um, I think Rudy is dirty, dirty, dirty in this, and I think he and and Trump made again maybe a fatal mistake in trusting him. Well, we'll see how it plays out. I'm I'm pissed at Rudy because I think Trump's doing a lot of good things. Um, he just I, he's given his opponents a club to beat him with. So uh, he just finished. Now they're going to start the questions. Let's hear just a little bit of that as Schiff asks a, a question. Go ahead. Thank you, Ambassador Taylor. Oh, no, we're going to get a statement from another ambassador. Mr. Chairman. I didn't realize that. I'm yeah, they're doing back-to-back opening statements and the questions. questions. Okay. Opening we'll statements are the worst. So that's um, a two-man team or something? Back-to-back opening statements? Why not one at a time? I guess they work together. I've, I've watched uh, you know some of these over the years, and um, as I get older, I watch more of them. And they always seem structured to me in a way that they're structured as if we're still living in the 1800s and people are going to read these in long form, I guess. Like they're a book or something. I think the only impact you get out of these hearings is the TV juice. 
Mm. And they, 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 they've got to they've got to get broadcasters involved instead of people who write history books. Wow. I think in terms of laying this out to make their case, if the point of a hearing is to sway people one way or another, they're not accomplishing their goal. I'm troubled by the idea that we need to make it more TV friendly. I don't I don't know that we do. I understand your point. If your if your goal is to sway minds, you're doing a poor job at it. I'd prefer the boring, slow thing. That a half of one percent of people pay attention to? Well, yeah, you got that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I just. The, Why wouldn't you want to make it bingo bango and you're standing up there and it's like a PowerPoint? Here are the five things I think Trump did wrong. Number one, I mean, just, you know, go through. Well, yeah, that's fair enough, but I think it makes it more easy to mislead people if you just go right to it and do a PowerPoint and then break for a commercial. I don't think that serves the truth. I think slow and tedious gets at the truth. Slow and tedious. I don't think anybody. Original air names. Our ratings were poor. <laughs> I don't think anybody pays any attention to slow and tedious. And then what you're concerned about happening happens right. on the cable news channels right. with even less um, uh, conscientiousness for the truth. But at least the long form record exists, though, in my way. <laughs> right. At right. least it happened. <laughs> for historians to enjoy decades later. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, it'll be interesting to see if anybody's mind is moved. We're keeping our eye on Hong Kong and China today. Also, as uh, overnight, there were, there was some there's some pretty serious stuff going on. I mean, buses set on fire, and kids can't go to school, and you can't open stores, and nobody can travel anywhere, and people can't go to work, and that's no way for a one of the most modern cities in the world to be. You just can't do that. My only question is, does Xi Jinping and the commies think they're better off waiting a little while longer? Let the protesters spend even more of their public support by annoying people? Or is now a good enough pretext to move in? They are setting people on fire. Well, you know who was happy about that guy getting set on fire? Some guy came up and argued with the protesters and apparently said some pretty mean things to him, but he was calling them all kinds of bad names and... uh traitors to their 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 race and all things kinds you of don't stuff. say in that hood um and they set the guy on fire mm. you know who liked that g yeah dictator g he yeah. thought awesome they set somebody on fire less and less sympathy for him perfect do that again here's the latest beijing has urged hong kong authorities to crack down even more harshly on pro-democracy demonstrators raising fears that the mainland is preparing to intervene uh in the more than five-month protest uh Be- beijing's li- liaison office in the territory issued this statement Here's your not de-escalating statement. Uh, calling for the government to adopt, quote, every necessary measure to end the unrest and restore order as soon as possible. Arrest the criminals and severely punish their violent acts. Not every reasonable measure or every gentle measure or every measure that preserves the calm and the spirit of just every measure. Everything you need to do within reason, no. Every necessary measure to end the unrest. There you go. That's the talk of rolling tanks in. That's mm-hmm. what that is. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Question of when. I appreciate the, the protesters thinking, no, you know what? We're going to push this to the breaking point. We're not going to let you slowly roll in and crush our rights. This is on now. I mean, that's some enormous courage, or they're just stupid. Um, they have... they're going up against a, a big old dragon. A lot of them, they're not, uh, if you watch 60 Minutes a couple of weeks, I was about to say they've got the hubris of youth, but if you watch 60 Minutes a couple of weeks ago, you got that billionaire who's like 70 years old, who's marching in the street with these guys every single day. There are, mm-hmm. there are a lot of full-on grown-ups that are, uh, that are protesting, too. But, you know, 
you just have a different view of the world when you're young. I, I think ultimately something horrible happens. China cracks down. It's awful. The world condemns them harshly, mm-hmm. like they have for years about Tiananmen Square. But ultimately, China gets their way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although it could be such a scar on China, not only PR wise, um, but um, the video, but, uh, financially speaking, because Hong Kong's an enormous economic engine for them. Yeah, like you talked about earlier, there'll be video. Tiananmen, there's no video of Tiananmen Square. There is going to be video of China. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. Yes. Breaking news. Yes. Jake Tapper has just tweeted sources. That's right. When news breaks, the donkey plays. Sources are telling CNN, the corrupt news network, that U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown, Democrat of Ohio, is expected to announce his bid for president this weekend. <laughs> sources are telling us that he believes a weekend Joe Biden has left an opening for him. So this, you got Sherrod Brown. Wait a second. You got <laughs> Deval Patrick. Sean, I'm shaking my head with you. You got this, Joe's Hillary using, Clinton. Joe's using his excited voice. You got... <laughs> I'm not Alf, excited. Uh, uh, Schnipkowitz. I thought something had happened. <laughs> Sherrod Sherrod Brown. Brown. Ladies and gentlemen. Your breaking news is Sherrod, Sherrod Brown. Don't call me Cheryl Brown. <laughs> Sherrod, you jest. Democrat of Ohio <laughs> announcing his bid. <laughs> That's your breaking news? This is exciting. <laughs> oh, my God. It's even more chaotic, <laughs> ugly, and ridiculous. That is exciting to me. That's my candidate. <laughs> oh Chaos my God. and ugliness. Oh, boy. But I'm going to wrap this chain around your yeah. head. Oh, he oh, it hurts. Does he realize what he's up against? A rusty blade and a, a head <laughs> chain. Stay tuned. Highlights as they come.